Hi there, and thanks for joining us on this week's podcast, Why Failure is No Longer a Black Mark on Business Owners. And if you've overindulged already for Christmas, and we're not even there yet, we've got a man who can help. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Now, I'm in a very swanky office for the next part of Red Business. It's somewhere I haven't been before, but I've had a quick tour. It is extremely fancy, and to talk us through just what they do in this particular building, I'm joined by Barry Williams, Business Development and Community Executive at Glandor. Barry, how are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to Glandor. Yes, very swanky, as I said. Um, How long have you been open here? We've been open just over a year now. We actually had our first birthday just on the 5th of November. Okay, and... Tell us a little bit about what you do here. It's a little bit of shared office space. It's a little bit of hot desking and a little bit of people having their own little dedicated corners. Yeah, so we provide both um, <coughs> excuse me, flexible office space and service offices. Um, so the whole nature of the business is that companies can come in. We have a variety of office sizes ranging from uh, three desks right up to 43 desks. So that allows members to come in and grow. Um, And then we also have a co-working area as well. So we've both a hot desking area and a dedicated co-working space. And you're here in City Quarter, which is on Laps Quay. A lot of people will have known this as the old Irish Examiner building. And you've taken a little bit of what they had here. But you've a big footprint, don't you? Uh, Yeah, it's quite a large office. We've space for over 300 people. Um, So um, at the moment, our occupancy rate, we're we're almost at capacity. So um, it's been a really, really great year for us. Um, so the reason we came in was you were hosting an event. It was about failure not being fatal. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite the, the loaded <laughs> title. What were you talking about? Um, I suppose for us, it was to recognise that not all business is a success um, and that plenty of successful business people don't always have success, um, that projects do fail, um, and that even very successful entrepreneurs have had businesses that fail. Um, Traditionally, Irish culture has not always been the best at acknowledging that failure. Um, There's a sense of embarrassment or a sense of kind of, I'd rather not focus on that or speak about that. Um, So over the last, I suppose, year attending a number of entrepreneurial events, I noticed that the tendency was always to focus just solely on success, Um, And I think we often learn more from other people's failures. So it was to have a very lighthearted and fun event, but not to not to shy away from the practicalities and the realities that business does fail. I mean, you can have catastrophic failures, um, which are very hard to come back from. But every business suffers from failure in in one way or another. And it's about how you deal with that and learn from that failure that can make the difference. Exactly. I think for for us, it was just recognising that um, that that failure doesn't d- doesn't define you, um, and that how you come out of that failure um, will make will make your business stronger or make your future business stronger. Because um, for some people, it's been a failure; their entire business has failed, and others, it's just been a project that's failed. Um, but it's to recognise that and just say, okay, um, that happened, um, and I've learned from it, and I want to share that experience in a very light-hearted and funny way. The Americans are much better at failure. Yes. It's almost a badge of pride over there, yeah. and I know that we we've changed here mm-hmm. we've reformed bankruptcy laws for that catastrophic failure that I was talking about but you still don't hear as many Irish business people as have failed yep. standing up and telling their story because the great thing about life and I don't know about you but the great thing about life is that people 
learn from others' yeah. failure. Yeah. Um, and, and we should have more of a collective catharsis talking yeah. about this. Well, I suppose Glandor sees itself as supporting entrepreneurs. So for us, um, a big aspect of that is to support them, I suppose, in, in a wide range of ways. And, and listening to how other people have failed in, 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 in a way does actually help people learn going forward and to be open about it or to recognize even themselves. And I think for people sitting in the room, recognizing that, okay, maybe it's time to cut that project or maybe it's time that I reevaluated where my business is going um, and to be okay and to be brave to do that because I think it's sometimes there's a tendency to kind of bury the head or pretend that things aren't as bad as they are. Uh, well also not listening. Probably not listening. the one thing that is common to all failures is at some point yeah. the business person stopped listening to yeah. those who were warning him against doing a certain course. Yeah exactly and I think for, for us it was just to to try and have something that was lighthearted and fun, but also um, original. Um, and it hasn't really been done in Ireland. As you said, the Americans are much better at doing it. Um, I, maybe it's the culture of rags to riches. Uh, I don't know, or that ability, ability to dust yourself off and get back up again. But it's something that I suppose it should come into more into Irish business culture. We are quite a business oriented uh, country and we see indigenous business all the time in here. Um, so, look, coming back to the building that we're in, why is the company called Glandor? I mean, we're far from Glandor here on the banks of the Lee. Yeah, um, the, Glandor was founded in 2001 by Michael Kelly uh, with his three daughters. So they decided that when they were seeking a name for the company, they decided to choose a name for a space that they were always very happy in. And that was Glandor in West Cork, and that where they spent a lot of their summers. So um, it was a natural fit for them. And I think it's a name that works very well. It gets a lot of inquiries into Cork as to is the, is the Kelly family from Glandor but no they're originally a Dublin based family but they were uh, converts a, to Cork yeah exactly there's a strong Cork connection as there is yeah and you don't just have this particular building there no. are others in Dublin as well so the company has a big enough geographic footprint in both Dublin and Cork yeah and also in Belfast so we have um, six offices in Dublin and two in Belfast and then we've one in Cork so we've space uh, across the island for about 3,000 people um, so it's quite a, quite a large operation and there's about 70 Glandor staff specifically specifically working for Glandor. Well, Barry, I can testify that on this very cold day in which we were recording this podcast, you have lovely warm offices uh, in every sense uh, of the word. Barry Williams, Business Development and Community Executive here at Glandor. Thank you so much for joining us on Red Business. Thank you very much. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. So we're heading towards Christmas and everybody's thinking about how much turkey they can stuff in their gob or how many sweets they can get in between now and the 25th of December. Well, the good news is, after you have gone completely over the top, you can head to my next guest who has set up a new business around getting fit. Edward Finn of One Arena Fitness. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Jantin. Do, you? do you eat a lot of roses yourself at Christmas? You look like a fella who doesn't. <laughs> I indulge in a few, yeah. I have a bit of a sweet tooth. A bit of, just a bit, though. Uh, tad bit. <laughs> Tell me about the business. When did you set it up? I set up in 2016. Um, and from there, I built it inside in Club Vitae in the Clayton Hotel in Cork City. And recently, five months ago, I moved to open my own facility in Polydorf Road. So were you working with the Clayton Hotel? No, no, I I went out on my own in 2016 and I was renting from a facility for six months before I moved to the Clayton Hotel. From there, I expanded my team to Nima Gull, who's one of my head personal trainers. And from there, I expanded, I took on another employee. So when I left Club Vitae, I had a team of two with me. 
And you set up your own, is it a gym or is it a fitness it, it, centre? It is, it is a, it's a fitness facility. So we run personal training one-on-one. We run small group personal training and we run fitness classes. Um, and then we also still work in Club Vitae. We also do some corporate work in the line of running fitness and health and wellness programmes for the likes of Deloitte, Ernest & Young, AIB and we also run fitness regimes for the Irish Country Women's Association okay well that's a little bit different how did you get involved with the, ICA, uh, the Irish Country Women's Association I got involved my mother um, my oh, mother so the mammy always gets involved well, you see. Well, that, that, yeah. now I understand yeah so my mother was involved with them for a long time and she just had a knee replacement and uh, I actually was ironically enough I put some of the spin bikes from the new gym up in the shed at home and she wanted me to show her how to use one and she said they have a fitness class below so I said look I'd like to come down and you know I'll help out so look you, you've already blown open the myth that I had in my head that it's all about pumping iron getting big muscles or whatever mad goal you might have in terms of fitness but are people a lot more sophisticated in what they want now they don't necessarily want to be the bodybuilder they want other things yes absolutely I think people the, the awareness is there now particularly from a mental health perspective you know the, the benefits of physical activity the endorphins serotonin uh, serotonin what's been released um, when you're training and and ultimately I think now people are conscious that they need to move regardless of of the the method of training they just need to be physically active and move for both mental and physical health it's a bit of a journey we've been on though because we we, I I know there's lots of problems with obesity in society but there seems to be a bit of a movement again now towards getting fit getting out and looking after our diet a little bit better than even two or three years ago Absolutely. And I think it all goes back to the awareness, you know, more and more people are promoting it. It's the the industry is booming. There's a lot of trainers. There's a lot of people um, speaking publicly about it on social media networks as well. So it's only good. And, and, and as well, I suppose, as I alluded to earlier, with the corporate work that we do, it's becoming it's becoming policy in, in, in the workplace as well as because they're seeing that it is essential part of, you know, this work life balance. It's not the same, though, as going out and training as setting up your own business to become a personal trainer was that always the goal for you or did you start by doing something else yeah so that's a great question John and I suppose no initially I got into industry my passion was people and then I just seen an opening to give more and to, uh, to give more to people and and to do more and I suppose yeah I, I it just evolved from there and um but yeah, it's, it's firmly a business now. Have you found the process of setting up the business a bit stressful? Because it's out of your comfort zone. You're used to helping people get fit, but then you have to worry about premises and equipment and insurance and accountants and the tax man staff. and everything else that comes and staff and everything else that comes with it. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But but again, I suppose it's a new space for me and it was a new challenge and it's I it's something that I, I really uh, embraced and I, I like stepping out of my comfort zone and I really I'd like to like set challenges for myself and um but definitely most definitely I think uh, and one of the key learnings for me was that when you're working in your business you can't work on it so it, it was trying to set myself up so that I could step back and, and, and you know look at it from the, the bigger picture so you are probably heading into a busy time because January will come the panic will have set in uh, you'll see the same story over over and over again over indulgence at Christmas time I need your help I'm after putting on half a stone what's the first thing people should do in January Edward apart from ringing yourselves at One Arena Fitness uh, to maybe look after themselves in the new year and, and shed some of the Christmas pounds um First of all, I'd say don't beat yourself up or be too hard. Start from where you're at. 
just go back to basics keep it as simple as possible and even small tangible changes drinking two liters of water a day getting the adequate amount of sleep and moving and just build it up gradually each week and hold yourself accountable how do you hold yourself accountable uh, come yeah. stand over the empty roses tin Come to one arena. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, good. that's a good way of doing it. Uh, the business is in Powlerduff. Um, how can people find you on the internet? So they can find us at www.onearena.ie. Alternatively, on our social media uh, platforms, which are also One Arena. Okay, well, we wish you and your colleagues the very best of luck. Edward Finn of One Arena Fitness, thanks for joining us on Red Business. Thank you very much, Anton. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. Before we head away today, I just want to mention a really good initiative that's been launched by the Cork Business Association. Lots of retailers in Cork City Centre are now going to provide one hour of sensory shopping every week. It's the first hour of trade on Sundays. Now you might ask what is a sensory shopping friendly environment? Well it means the stores involved, they're not going to play music the lights are going to be safely dimmed no tills will be ringing and the shelves will not be packed during that hour. So fair play to Debenhams, to Brown Thomas Merchants Key Shopping Centre, Penny's Vibes and Scribes, Fitzgerald's Menswear Casey's Furniture, Diana O'Mahony Jewellers, H&M Topshop, Skechers Specsavers and last but not least, Marks and Spencers, because they've led the way in providing sensory-friendly shopping uh, for the last little while. So hopefully it'll go very well and will be expanded to more shops in the future. I think we're going to speak with the CBA about that next week, about how the idea is really making a difference. My thanks to all of my guests, as always. Don't forget, every episode of Red Business is up on redextra.ie and available for download. Neil Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.